live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And we should uh, should be joined by OTN's Sam here in a little bit as he returns, as I have returned, from the 420 epic celebration (laughs) here in, in... New Hampshire. It happened at the Concord State House, right out in front of uh, the the main street, is where about I would say well over a hundred people. Yeah, be- I'd, I'd come up with that number too. Did, how, you weren't there, but I was watching uh, via UStream ah. um, on my. Uh, uh, I, 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 I have I have people every I got people everywhere. <laughs> so the AP is reporting that about a hundred uh, people were there. Now I would say at least two hundred people kind of came and went throughout the hour or so that that I was there. It yeah. Was- yeah, you know that's it's it more than an hour um, is how long it went on. And and I you know I thought that it was getting a little little much when the four twenty celebration became the five twenty celebration. <laughs> I mean, come on, pack it up and take it home. You and your drums, get out of here. Yeah, it was a good time. There were a lot of people out there. Uh, people come from all over the state of New Hampshire and maybe even further. I'm not sure about that, but uh, lots of megaphones and no police. There were a couple cops that were across the street at one point. Yeah, there were a couple somewhere. of lurkers. And they, you guys couldn't couldn't goad them into doing anything, though, could you? No, they didn't come anywhere near us, which was great, which was great. As far as I'm concerned, that's I know that some people really wanted to get arrested, and I won't name names, but some people really, really wanted to get arrested. I was totally I mean, willing. For, for God's sakes, you had, you, you like, your will written out and left here on the desk for me. It wasn't a will. It wasn't. It was just something you needed to take care of. That's all. You put me the assigner on the bank account. I had all your money. You have to be prepared for these sorts of things, Mark. So I went into that expecting to not be coming on the show tonight, and it worked out really well. Uh, The cops didn't make a show, and this after a weekend of crackdowns where the Nashville police were sending uh, state police and other cops to do their bidding around the state and arrest activists. I kind of thought maybe that was, you know, foreboding some bad things, but uh, all went well today, and it was a a major success. So thanks to everybody who came out to that. I'm sure we'll be doing it again. Just out of curiosity, would it have been a success if the cops would have come in? Well, in a roundabout way, it eventually would have been a success because if the cops crack down, then that just attracts more people. In fact, I was talking with somebody out there today, one of our listeners uh, who lives elsewhere in the state. He pointed out that the reason he's out is because of the crackdowns. So the reason he traveled the distance, because he's not a marijuana consumer, uh, he traveled the distance to support us because of the crackdowns on the activists. So it brings people out. So yes, the, the, the answer is it would be a success. But I like this kind of success where everybody gets to go home at night. So you have the, the very enviable position of no cops show up, it's a success. Cops show up, it's a success. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Right. And, and of course, the cops have the unenviable, unenviable position of being lose-lose for them. If they don't show up, uh, they lose. And if they do show up and crack down, then they lose as you know, well. I, I, watching the video because there, they're bad. It seemed what they're like- doing is wrong. Not, they aren't necessarily bad. They're just following orders. That's bad. What they're doing is... Uh, is immoral. Is um, you know, I saw some uh, some sign uh, where it's, um, you know, I think it said, the cops are the real terrorists. And I felt that that sign was misplaced. I think that it's uh, it's the kind of uh, goading, um, small thing that uh, didn't, it was misplaced. It, it shouldn't have been there. Yeah, what can you do, though? You uh, know, you're, you're in an event with a couple hundred people. So you, talk you, to them about their you sign? Could, you could do that if you wanted to. I mean, Somebody it, tried to talk to me about uh, my free Keen banner once. And I basically, uh, you know, I said, look, there's no free Nashua. I was in Nashua at the time. 
and he came up and was kind of berating uh, one of the other activists and I about having a freekeen.com banner. So because somebody talked to you about your banner, you wouldn't talk to somebody about their sign, no, even if you, their sign maybe was... You, maybe you would have success, maybe you wouldn't. They didn't convince me to take the freekeen banner down. Yeah, that's but that's all. an entirely different thing. I mean, you're you're not uh, marginal. You're not you're not alienating people and calling them terrorists. I no, mean, okay. as, I see where you're coming from. Um, and, and you know, I saw the video there, and I thought it was you know, it it, it seemed like some of the activists kind of standing around dejected. You know, hey, we came out to this event. There aren't any cops here to beat us up. I mean, you know, I, I felt there bad were some for people that bit. wanted to get arrested. I said one of the guys said something to me about uh, how I guess it wasn't his day, and he was hoping that it would be. And I said, you'll have, you know, it's coming. <laughs> if you want it that bad. <laughs> It will come to you. Yeah. Just make sure that you, you exhale when they stick the boot in your kick, kick you in your gut. Well, not everybody gets kicked in the guts, Mark. I mean, the cops are up here aren't that. Most of them, I don't think, are that bad. It's just a joke, man. Uh, although there's plenty of corruption out there, so you never know when you're going to end up. You still never know wherever you are when you're going to encounter a rogue cop. All right, so 800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls. Brandon is in California on the amp lines. Hello, Brandon. Hey, just wanted to uh, say happy 420. Indeed, happy 420. I need to get the uh, the bong hit sound effect out here. Oh, God. So what? Oh, no, he's already got one there. Is that a bong? Yeah, it yes, was. That, that I is. don't think it was a sound effect. No, that definitely was not a sound effect. And this wasn't either when it was recorded. That was not a sound effect either. So anyway, Brandon, anything you wanted to actually comment on tonight? Uh, well, I was going to ask how the... Uh celebration was there in Keene, but uh, you already talked about well, that. Well, from what so, I understand, uh, in Keene it was also going on. Uh, one of the activists here stayed around and uh, you know continued the festivities here in Keene, so uh, I came from the Concord one, which was oh, a major Concord. success, okay. and so Keene was also continuing today. Anything else on your mind, Brandon? No, that's it. Thanks for nice. the call. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Sam, joining us from ObscuroToTruth.com of course, talking about uh, what was happening today as uh, you were driving in. Yep. Uh, thoughts on what you just experienced? I mean, how how was it? Uh, you know, I wonder if they're um, just trying some new tactic to go after people or if we're actually starting to see the tide turn and they're starting to realize that cracking down makes it bigger, makes it spread, makes it more frequent, all the things that they don't want. And at the same time, it makes for great video that they can't just dismiss away like they normally do. So they get hit with all of these calls and activists. And, uh, you know, I think all of this stuff happening together is uh, really starting to have an impact. I was I was expecting a crackdown today. I mean, I, I really too, yeah. I had I, I was ready to go, man. I was ready <laughs> to you know sit down in front of a police car uh, t- today, and luckily I, I didn't have to do it because there were enough people there. It was a positive occasion. Mark was complaining about one of the signs, but you know what what can you do? Uh, so overall, it was a very friendly, positive occasion. There was singing, there was uh, a, a drum beating, drum circle, or whatever you want to call that. Uh, and all kinds of just happy people enjoying themselves on a what was a beautiful day. Uh, a little bit of uh, clouding in the beginning, and it went washed away, and it was just absolutely spectacular. Just yeah. the whole thing. And uh, Brad and I snuck away. Brad Jardis, uh, formerly of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, former cop, as now well. uh, part of uh, CD Evolution. And um, was his speech great or what? I, I mean, thought I, I didn't hear it. I was yeah. I was away filming uh, people on the side, so I didn't know what was going on. But the two of us walked over to one of the state uh, troopers who was across standing, the street. Actually, who was standing around on the side of the uh, Capitol building. I think they had oh, really? just locked up, set security or whatever, and they were standing out there. And Brad went up and uh, started asking him questions. And you, you had know. your camera for this? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. And Brad was mic'd up. So, 
you know, he asked them about, you know, what, do you are you going to uh, go over there and arrest somebody? They're they're breaking the law. And he says, well, I, I don't smell anything. <laughs> I'm downwind from that. And he goes, yeah, but clearly, you know, that, you know, this is this is going on over there. I mean, you can see it. Well, I, I don't I don't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, then Brad kind of moved into um, uh, are the laws just? Do you think uh, you should enforce bad laws? And he said, you know, if his uh, if his commander told him to arrest somebody for drinking water out of a milk carton, that he would do it. And uh, he would ludicrous. He wouldn't answer the question about arresting black people in the, the south in the south yeah. because he wasn't alive then. So not his problem. Don't have to think about that one. Nope. Well, we can just set aside that cognitive dissonance. No need to to uh, blast our way through that and actually think about things. Yeah. But it, I mean, it was a really interesting conversation. And that's uh, great. I look forward to seeing more of that from uh, Brad Jardis. 1-800-259-9231. That's right. He's uh, he's back on the scene, and it's uh, it's good to have him back. Of course, a former member of uh, the police. I mean, he was a, a, a cop for about a decade. Yep. And uh, today he took a, t- a turn on the megaphone. There were about three or four megaphones around, and he took one and, and spoke about basically how he was sorry for what he did to people. I, I mean, that's a real kind of ca- encapsulation of it, but it was it was a really touching moment. There's more coming up here. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Lots of news media out today as well. Uh, you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. We've got archives. They're free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing theirs. We give ours away at freetalklive.com. goes all the way back in our podcast through, uh, through the beginning of 2009. So enjoy it all for free at freetalklive.com. Every time you use another service besides HostGator to either reserve a uh, URL name or do your web hosting, a kitten dies. Use HostGator.com and use code FTL to uh, to get the first month completely free. It's HostGator.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Uh, We go to Scott listening in Canada. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, Scott. I thought I'd tell you about uh, what happened today here in, in Winnipeg. Uh, we had a, a little 420 event. Uh, nice. Like a lot of places are. Um, this is the first time I've never gone to one. Uh, I don't smoke, but I, I brought my video camera down there because I wanted to document it because mm-hmm. there were probably, I don't know, 1,500 people there. Wow. Um, and, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it was a lot. And there were no fights. There was no, you know, nothing like that. The cops stood around and watched and didn't do anything because what are you going to do? Um and this is nothing little... new to Canada, right? Uh, Mark Emery has done tours where he's yeah, gone he's across really the provinces the and really set this up, right? 
I don't know how long it's been going on. I'm pretty new to it. Okay. Um, I, I know at least for five, six years it's been going on here. Yeah, and I've seen crowds in the several hundreds, uh, you know, a few years ago from uh, some of his he would roll up two ounces in a huge blunt and pass it around <laughs> yeah. the crowd and so forth and make a big show of that it. That guy's awesome. By the way, he's still uh, up in Canada, has not yet been extradited from what I understand. Great. The, the part I was disappointed, though, was I was interviewing people and asked them about legalization. When I asked if they were in favor of legalizing other drugs, nobody said yes. Yeah. Everybody said no. They only want pot legalized. It all came back to the argument that it's natural and it's mm. not that bad, which I think is some of the fallacy. Peyote, shrooms, um, what, what are some more that... Uh, the tobacco, salvia? well, tobacco's already legal. But. Cocaine comes from the cocoa. Yeah. Well, I, it's, yeah. Just, it's just unprocessed. Uh, you know, I mean, these things Purified. are unprocessed. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to come up... I, the, the, so I want to see whether their thought process holds true or not. I mean, should these things be legal? No, yeah. well, I think it's they're yeah. not really thinking about the core issues. They're just No, they're thinking saying, about them. And they're thinking yeah. about me, and I use marijuana, and I don't use those other yeah. drugs, and those other drugs are bad, because that's what I learned in D.A.R.E. They lied to me about marijuana, but everything else, bad, bad, bad. Yep. And I decided not to get into that with anybody, because it was, you know, I was just there for some pleasantries. Yeah. Uh, but I was disappointed that out of, I don't know, maybe a dozen people I asked that, and none of them said Yes, to anything else. It's only, frustrating. Only the pot, and but I didn't push it. But it was still it, it was a, an enjoyable experience. And uh, like out of the fifteen hundred or so people there, uh, there were some. Ki- I saw a kid that's probably eleven years old taking a hit out of a like a coke can or something like that. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and, uh, there were a few little kids running around, but there were people cleaning up, and uh, you know. People brought their couches and just relaxed. And awesome. And that's what most people said. It was just as peaceful. We're just here to hang out. Unfortunately, no real activism as far as, like, it only happens once a year. Nobody's going to yeah, come tomorrow this is, and do it. Right, know? right. Whereas tomorrow, here in Keene, New Hampshire, at 4.20 in the afternoon, there will be people smoking cannabis uh, in the town square. Talking yeah. about 4.20. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't use pot, but I am a little bit dizzy after hanging around there for about <laughs> that's, an hour. That's funny. Hey, thanks for the update. Thanks for the story. We appreciate hearing from you tonight. Uh, 800-259-9231. So, yeah, reports from around the world coming in now about your local uh, cannabis celebrations. If you had one, anything interesting uh, transpire or was it just a tremendous success, Uh, which I think is also interesting in its own right. And ours was certainly a tremendous success today. And it's my understanding that according to the AP article tomorrow, the, the politicians calling themselves the Senate in New Hampshire will be voting on this very issue of decriminalization. So Now, I heard that they were not going to vote on it because they didn't want to create any rifts with the governor, his excellency, you hmm. know, and they, know. they didn't think that it was worth it because they know he's going to veto it anyway, which just goes to show you that they care more about their, their not upsetting his excellency than they do representing yep. the people that they're supposedly serving. True. Uh, and, and I don't believe in the whole idea of representation because I don't think that I could accurately represent Two people, It just doesn't work. Um, However, I mean, there is something to be said for the fact that the House of Representatives continues to vote for things like decriminalization. Right. And the the smaller, more cliquish group of politicians, the Senate, is much more difficult to get uh, such things through. So to some extent, there is a message there, but you just can't count on the politicians to reflect anything. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. So I got some of that today, uh, what Scott was getting about the idea that, well, marijuana is fine to uh, decriminalize, but 
everything else. We we can't have that. And I, you know, maybe we can get a little further into it. Let's continue though with Charlie listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Charlie. Charlie. Hey, everybody. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I'm. Uh, I gotta say first, uh, typically I'm a podcast listener. I listen uh, the day after when I, while I'm uh, at work. And uh, I didn't realize that Sam was on tonight, and so I ha- I gotta say something real quick. Sam, you are the reason that I joined the Free State Project. I uh, was listening to. I, I know, I know. He's I gotta blushing. Go I'm sorry. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta kiss him. You know, right on the mouth. Sorry, but um, <laughs> no, don't do that. You don't have to. Really. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, hang on. But um, I was listening to Free Talk Live uh, for the first time a couple months ago uh, when the whole thing happened with Judge Burke. Yep. And I was so outraged. I, li- I listened to every single show every day to make sure that I was getting the most updated information. And I went on that night when I heard that you got 58 days for, what was it, uh, where, uh, recording? Well, it was indefinite. It was? There was no time frame uh, initially. It was just he was jailed indefinitely, and he happened to get out after 58 days. Yeah, they had actually refused to schedule a trial until I decided to process and the attorney general for the state of New Hampshire actually wrote a uh, a brief to the Supreme Court explaining why I should be held indefinitely without trial. So I had no idea how long I would I would actually be in there. That's that's just insane. Yeah. But I I just I wanted to thank you because that that night was the first time I'd ever heard about the Free State Project, and I was so angry that I I signed up immediately because I'm like I I, I got to get up there as stuff like this is awesome. happening. Well, yeah. how how are your plans going? Well, uh, unfortunately, not very good. I had some family stuff come up, and so I had to push my plans back. I was gonna—I was originally going to come back up this year for Porkfest and just stay, but unfortunately, both of my grandmothers died in the oh. last like three months. That's a bummer. And so, like, my family is just nuts right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, well, on, I, the, on the upside, you won't have to come down uh, because it won't happen again. I, is that—is that harsh of me to say that? I don't know. Yeah, it's probably no. too soon. A little harsh. I mean, it was. It was pretty uh, hardcore because my family is like Southern Baptist, and I'm a hardcore atheist. Oh, my so goodness. Like I, <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. That's going to make for some interesting Thanksgivings. Yeah, I just I don't really bring it up because I think they have an imaginary friend, and I don't like to ruin their little relationship. But, um, uh, but originally, the reason I called was because I am in the midst of uh, smoking my 420 joint. Right, uh, You're right a little late, I, mean, I realized that Eastern I just time. I just got off work about an hour and a half ago, so I I came home and I uh, rolled one up. Well, it is 4:28 out in California, so I'm sure out in California people are just having themselves a good old time right now. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up absolutely anything. Take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. Talk Live, you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. 
800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We've got a lot of features on our website, by the way, including the bulletin board system. Over 500,000 posts await you. And you can get interactive with other listeners there. It's all totally free for you at bbs.freetalklive.com. That is bbs.freetalklive.com. Would it surprise you to know that in the history of the drug war, no one charged with felony dispensing of cannabis has ever taken it to trial here in New Hampshire? Is that anywhere in the United States? No, no. I uh, I just make it clear that all I know about is New Hampshire. Okay. Here in New Hampshire, uh, Sovereign Curtis is going to do so, risking seven years in prison and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org wants to help Curtis win his case and possibly overturn the insane war on drugs. Well, that one case... It's high, high hopes. Possibly. It, it could, I suppose it could happen. CD Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. In order to do that, we need you to chip in to help uh, Curtis to sign up for monthly contributions or one-time uh, contributions at cdevolution.org. Even if it doesn't overturn anything, I think uh, we still want to support Curtis, who is willing to stand against these charges. Actually, uh, just as an aside, since we're talking about some of the Free State Project activists here, the people that have moved to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty, and many of whom are willing to put their own freedom on the line, a couple of the other activists we talked about over the last few weeks had an encounter at a little police department called Weir, uh, Weir Police in New, uh, New Hampshire, where they were charged with wiretapping and some other nonsense. Uh, but the wiretapping is the real issue because they've actually been charged. They thought it were, they were going to be misdemeanors. They are felonies. So now we've got two more, at least two more uh, free staters that have been charged with felonies up here in New Hampshire. So three felony charges for three staters, so, uh, three free staters so far in 2010. And the other the other felony charges I'm talking about are the wire so-called wiretapping, where Carla was using her camera. She's the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year, using her video camera to tape some interactions between the police and somebody they pulled over, one of her friends, and that's why they came after her. Yeah, you know, I uh, called the city today actually, and I recorded the call. I'm having a few issues with the local police department showing. Are you going to post that over at Freaking? I will, okay. yes. And uh, we got into this whole wiretapping thing. I, I said, I may be recording this call. She says, well, I don't want you to. I don't give you my permission. <laughs> they always try that. Stuff. And I said, well, you know what? I really don't need your permission. She's like, well, you should look at RSA, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I said, look I've, at our rules. I've, we wrote these. Well, I said, I've read it and it says reasonable expectation of privacy. This is why when you call a help desk, or a customer service center, they say the call may be recorded, mm-hmm. which eliminates any reasonable expectation you have of, of uh, privacy, and and you're right. a public servant. So conversation, you know, over. I will be recording this, and it worked. It worked. She continued on. Yeah, yeah. She continued okay. on. You know, but it's the same thing. They they try and claim that it's a felony if Carla's out there holding a video camera. In this cop's face, and, uh, you know, it's probably the consumer one that has a little red light on the front. Does he really have an expectation of privacy? I think that what we're going to see, and I don't know, I mean, we never know what to expect. This is me speculating here. Uh, What I imagine we'll see is they'll come at them all with offers to, well, oh, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll, you know, we'll cut you a deal, just to, you know, plead we'll, guilty. We'll make it easy on you. Give you some probation, a suspended sentence, and Get you won't you have to see it. here, no trouble yeah. at all. You want <laughs> paper or plastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, you won't have to spend any time in jail. And uh, they believe that will work because that's what works on most people. Yep. But I don't think it's going to work for them this time. And these activists are going to take it to trial. And you'll probably end up seeing them dropping the felony charges uh, it, to get you know, rid in of hopes, the jury, right? Yeah. And, right, get to get rid of the jury, and in, in the hopes that nobody will appeal and that they can wipe it away. 
And so that's kind of where CDEvolution.org is coming in, saying, look, we can take this up to the Supreme Court because these guys are willing to appeal it and they're willing to go all the way. As I understand it, uh, they're willing to go all the way. So bringing on somebody who can navigate those legal chan- legal waters, if you will, I don't think is a terrible idea. Uh, in fact, we've got some really sharp minds on that particular uh, wavelength, and you can go to cdevolution.org to get involved. We've got the chip in there. There's also monthly contributions. cdevolution.org. We continue uh, with John listening in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hey, guys. I performed some cannabis disobedience today. Excellent. What, what was that? I smoked a bowl at 420. And where were and you? And I called. I was in my, uh, in my apartment. Okay. And then I uh, called up and ordered Chinese food. <laughs> before, before, what kind of Chinese food? Placing, uh, well, before placing the order, I, I said, wait, ma'am, before I place this order, are you okay with the fact that I just committed a crime? Are you still willing to do business with me? Uh, <laughs> so I, I just smoked cannabis. And she and said, she why you'll say? Under, she couldn't quite understand yeah. until I said, uh, you know, can I, can I order Chinese food and pay for it even though I smoked cannabis? She's like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And then when I picked it up, I asked her, do you think I should be put in jail because I smoke cannabis? No. And she says, no. Absolutely not. No, no one sensible would say, to, no, 1250. Word. <laughs> yeah. John, you are a brave, dedicated activist, my man. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Great yeah, call tonight. I... Enjoy. He still sounds blazed. You, hear that? you can hear it in his laugh. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. We continue uh, with Vince listening in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vince. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? Vince, hey, what's Vince. on your mind? Hey, I support you guys. I but uh, I want to ask you a question because I saw a, sure. I saw or read something. It happened out in California. All right, shoot. Where this gentleman was on his own property, and he's he doesn't live in the nicest neighborhoods of Oakland, California. But he didn't want these two gentlemen out uh, dealing drugs, and uh, you know, and they the amount that they had was you know the legal limit in California. But he shot these two guys. Okay. This is several. This has happened a couple of years ago, or not? I think even just last year. Was this, this on his property, or it was on his property because he asked him to leave? Okay. And, and were the they police, menacing they, him? Were they threatening him, or were they just on his property? Well, they they wanted to sell this gentleman drugs, and he didn't want them. Hmm. And and he asked him to leave, and it got in an argument, and then he just finally he pulled out his gun and shot both the gentlemen. Now he didn't kill him; he just shot him in the oh, way. Oh boy. And, so what's, your, uh, what's the question, Vince? Well, then, but basically, because they're trying to prosecute that man who shot these two uh, that were on his property. Right. Because they took his gun. They took the, the, also those guys' drugs and their money and mm-hmm. his gun. And I guess that issue is kind of, how do, you, how do you feel about something like that, you know, an issue of self I think that in that case, he probably drew a little too soon, and who knows how belligerent he was being toward them, and I don't know. It, it, yeah, I wasn't well, there, so it's hard to say. It's hard to say. They I, could have they could have gotten in, uh, you know, this kind of dispute over just about anything. In this case, it happened to be them selling drugs. And, again, I think this is really a consequence of the current war on drugs that mm. puts these people out on the street corner rather than having, uh, you know, medical marijuana dispensaries or you just go to the local drugstore and pick out cannabis right off the shelf. I mean, that's really how it could be, and that would completely eliminate the need for somebody to stand out on somebody else's property 
to to sell some some government prohibited substance. Absolutely true. Vince, thanks for the thoughts thanks. on the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's, it seems like the guy, uh, I mean, I, I don't know from the story, I wasn't there, but, you know, it's... <laughs> a little too hasty, I think, on the, uh, the trigger yeah. finger there. Yeah, like, what would happen if uh, guys didn't leave your lawn and you just walked inside and, and left, right. you know, left the scene? Would they get off at some point? Likely, yes. And, you and then they wouldn't be anybody. shot, and then you wouldn't have to deal with the state. I'm not saying that I think that the state not of just Cal- California the state. is the best organization to deal with this dispute, but it is the organization that is going to deal with this dispute if you shoot mm-hmm. people. Um, and I'd rather not have a visit from the police if I can avoid it. Yeah. And, you know, then there's the whole fact that uh, it just it was too early. There was no reason for that level of uh, self-defense if he wasn't being menaced or, or threatened by uh, them in some way that uh, you know to where he thought his life was in danger and i don't know if he if he did because we weren't there and we the, don't the know story it. may not be over at yeah. this point either i mean no, who knows what come these back guys, for revenge yeah, i mean these guys sell Silence drugs for, violence uh, sell drugs for a living they probably aren't the uh the nicest fellas not in the likely. world maybe not, not a street level street level drug dealer like that i wouldn't imagine 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line i'm sure they're nice as long as you pay on time 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. It's 420. So if you want to share your 420 uh, stories, you're certainly welcome to do so. Were you out and about doing activism or inside ordering, ordering Chinese food? <laughs> this Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Libby's 100% Pure Pumpkin. Learn how to give everyday recipes a nutritional boost with the power of pumpkin at VeryBestBaking.com. When choosing fruits and vegetables, orange or yellow are your best bets. Vegetables like butternut squash, pumpkin, or yellow peppers are rich in nutrients that are linked with lower risks of certain cancers and heart disease. On the fruit side, cantaloupe, bananas, and oranges offer the same benefits, plus one more. Kids love them. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk live, and you can bring up anything by dialing in toll free at 800 259 9231. SACL CAI toll free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Sam and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. And if you like this program, well, you can help support the show by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So uh, start your shopping. Amazon.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Gene is in Tennessee on the Amplines. At least I think this is Gene. Hello? Maybe Hello not. Hello there. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, there you, you are. What's on your mind, Gene? Okay. Uh, um, I got a mouthful of food, but... Uh, are you leaving the dungeon as well? I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... I walked out the front door because the Celsius was so poor in the house that I... You know, I'm kind of like the guy on the commercial. It's up in the corner on the shelf trying to get a good cell phone. <laughs> All right. We can hear you now. Go. <laughs> All right. Um, I wanted to continue the conversation yesterday about anarchy because after I was off the air, Mark and Ian continued and said something to the effect that uh, even in a voluntary society, there would be rules. And this is where I disagree with you because in a voluntary or anarchist society, society the only rule there can be is that I don't have to live by your rules. So to say that in, an, in, in such a society there would be rules, well, there would be rules that you could voluntarily opt into if you wanted to. 
Right. If I don't want to live by your rules. But those I are don't still have rules. To live by your rules. Well, there's still rules. But Gene, um, the, the fact is there are rules and there always will be rules. The rules are you can't touch my kid. And if you do, something really bad's going to happen. Those are my rules exactly, and you'll live by which them. Is exactly the, which is exactly the point I was making yesterday when you said, but then you have to abide by the rules. In other words, if I were to act uh, against somebody who harmed someone in my family, you were the argument was that you were saying that I would have to abide by the rules, whichever they are, arbitration or whatever. And I'm saying, no, I don't have to abide well, by those rules. Now, no, if you have to be. By those rules, you have to be willing to suffer the consequences, and you know those are going to vary are, depending on the society. Of course, everybody suffers the consequences at all times in all society. So that that is no difference right now there are consequences to your actions and there there would be consequences to your actions but to say that i have to follow the rules set up in that voluntary society is just saying there's another government and no i don't have to follow those rules well no because you're right you don't have to rules. but that doesn't negate the fact that there are rules because uh, there every individual property uh, owner would have the ability to set whatever rules he wanted to and as you say you wouldn't have to set foot on it but if you did then there would be rules that would apply right and and my rules apply to to me okay so that's, then you admit that there that are rules the, that would well yeah everybody lives by their own rules okay. but even in today's society you live by your own rules because if i choose not to stop at a stop sign i don't stop there i just have to make sure that one of those guys in blue aren't watching me because i know the gang of thugs in blue will come after me if they think that i sure. violated one of their rules which i don't recognize as my rules i'm with you, you man i'm completely with you <laughs> i was out today rec- not recognizing their rules but um i would like no. to point out that I, so so i've got my rules and I, then i can take my rules and i can agent them out to some other organization so um you were pointing out that you know you could do whatever it was like i think that uh, it seemed to me what you were doing was the sort of the the thing that everybody's scared about when they talk about anarchy in the first place is everybody doing what it is that they feel like um, is the the right thing is still going to lead to a, te- a a situation of terrible chaos and so what you need are organizations and there will be organizations that that set up rules by which you abide and you will sign on to those organizations uh, voluntarily you will choose which or, governing or organization what's that or not or not yeah Right. And at that point, I really wonder, and this, this is all speculation. This is speculating in, in the world, what the world's going to be like when we have three eyes. But, um, you know, the, I wonder what it's going to be like for people that haven't signed on to an organization. Will, will they be like, um, you know, I, I think it was in, I think it was in Iceland where they essentially, or maybe it was Germany, where they had these people that were called outlaws um, in their language, and that essentially anyone could do anything they wanted to an outlaw. You could enslave an outlaw because they had no law. They were outside of the law. Yes, well, uh, and certainly they could try that in a voluntary society as well, but those outlaws might eventually decide they don't want to be enslaved, and they might kill their slave masters. I mean, those are the consequences of your actions. But yep. that's not a law, and it's not a rule. Okay, Gene, thanks for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. But I don't think there's going to be a protection agency that would protect or, or have customers that are enslaving other human beings and forcing them to work for them. And, the, you know, where the scenario went there with Gene, 
Yeah, it um, seems kind of unlikely. Yeah, those person, the people who refuse to associate with any kind of society or follow any kind of rules are going to be very shady. Reputation is going to be of huge importance, and they're going to have a pretty tough time in life. Yeah, who's going to want to rent to them? Who's going to want to uh, to sell and to do business with them if they are undesirables? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. You, as always, are invited to take control of the airwaves. And of course, the thing I think the important thing to point out when it comes to the idea of rules and this concept of hiring some sort of, as you're saying, Mark, rule setting agency or protection agency. I don't feel like I need to have somebody set rules for me because I don't do any harm. I don't have. I don't need to know anything beyond. I'm honor not your saying that, that you're going to sign no up to have rules for yeah. yourself. However, if you sign up with an agency that's going to protect you, and it would seem to me that you would that that people that people would want that, right? Yeah. People demand uh, security currently, and that's why we have police. They may have people an demand agreement. fire departments. People demand right. organizations like this, and I don't know whether it'll be one organization or several that'll provide different types of security in different places but it would seem to me that people want security and they will therefore have to pay for it because nothing's free and it would make sense that you would maybe sign an agreement with those folks about and they're going to have behave. rules about how you behave mm-hmm. in the same way that the insurance company will not give you fire insurance if you set your own house on fire i mean they've got rules about how you must conduct yourself so right, but i don't think by not hiring a, a protection agency would you be necessarily an outlaw i don't it, know i uh, this is i think you would have you're to talking harm about somebody a, a world a fantasy world yeah. and 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 i have really little interest in in discussing it i believe that people should live uh you know voluntarily i don't think there should necessarily be coercion but the most important issue to me is peace and stability and i think that we can have more of that through people being able to live uh you know in without coercive government organizations and without governments being tied to land but to speculate it's really yeah we really don't know crow magnon men talking about what airplanes look like exactly let's go to joe listening to wais in ohio joe you're on free talk live with the ncm and mark hi guys thanks hey Hey, it's 420 yes it is congratulations and well and you reminded me so i called a few of my friends because i used to be a hemp activist back in the day uh, the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. I traveled the country on a thing called the Hemp Tour. Cool. And I met a guy named Jack Harar. Oh, yeah, he, he just wrote, passed away, as I understand it. And that's what I wanted to bring up. I just found out from calling one of my friends who's going to his funeral Friday. This is a guy who is, I think, a real icon in the cannabis uh, decriminalization movement, uh, Jack Herrer. or Is it Herrera or Herrer? Herrera, I think. Herrera? Well, anyway, Jack if you will, has uh, has passed away. But he wrote The Emperor Has No Clothes, right? Yeah, excellent. The Emperor Wears No Clothes. Wears No Clothes. And I want everybody to Google it and look it up, and it might still be in print. I have old copies. The first copy I ever saw was a broadsheet. A broadsheet? Which is to say, like, newsprint. Oh, wow. You know, we're talking back in the 80s. Yeah, I have it in a full, uh, like piece of paper size like an eight and a half by 11 uh, book and it's all the different newspaper clippings and stories as it progressed through history to teach you what the media was projecting what was going on in the background you know a, a lot of great information real eye-opener book. for people right i mean yep. i've never read it i've just heard good things about it well that's why i'm i'm calling to kind of mourn the loss i mean this guy was kind of a friend in fact one time i was in kent ohio uh, we were going to do an event, and 
um, I walked up to a soda machine that had a flyer on it, you know, and the flyer was out of date. So I took that flyer down, and I posted a flyer for the hemp event we were going to do. And I didn't even get back to my car, and a squad car pulls up. Oh, boy. So I walked right over, and I took down the flyer. You got 30 seconds to wrap it up. Uh, Jack Carr paid my bond, or paid my bail. Hell of a guy. Get people to look him up and find out the truth about him. The emperor wears no clothes. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Our number two is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. If we had a chance, I still have this uh, sovereign citizen domestic terrorist story that I think we should talk about. It's Free Talk Live. Do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features. They are free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. We give ours away at freetalklive.com. So enjoy that. And the site itself actually allows you to influence some of the things we talk about on the air on this program. Simply by submitting uh, different show prep suggestions, whether they be news stories or video pieces or blog posts. That tends to be the focus of the site. You can uh, submit that stuff over at freetalklive.com. And then the other listeners, the other participants on the site, can vote them up or down. And then depending on what's the most popular, uh, we will see it when it hits the front page of the site. And this was one of the stories a few days back. And I saw this and I thought, wow, we definitely have to talk about it. Because it ties directly into one of the projects that is going on here in Keene, New Hampshire. And I'm talking about the Federal Bureau of Investigation putting out a release just a week ago now about how so-called sovereign citizens, and I have my issues with that term, we'll talk about that in a moment, are domestic terrorists. They start out by saying that domestic terrorism Americans attacking Americans because of U.S.-based extremist ideologies comes in many forms in our post-9-11 world. To help educate the public, we've previously outlined two separate domestic terror threats, echo terrorists and animal rights extremists, and lone offenders. Today, we look at the third threat, the sovereign citizen extremist movement. Sovereign citizens are anti-government extremists, who believe that even though they physically reside in this country, they are separate or sovereign from the United States. As a result, they don't believe they have to answer to any government authority, including courts, taxing entities, motor vehicle departments, or law enforcement. Now, I would say that, to some extent, what they're saying here is a fairly accurate description. Yeah, I'm with them up to this point. I don't like the term sovereign citizen. Uh, and I think it, it, it's, it behooves me to point out why. Uh, I consider myself a sovereign, but 
in order to be a sovereign, I don't think I could possibly be a citizen. Yeah, I guess that doesn't it, it doesn't really make much say. It's like an enslaved free man. Right, because to be a sovereign means that you're the king, meaning you're the king of your own domain. You're the king of your own castle, if you will, your own world. And uh, that's what that means. So when you're a citizen, it's a completely different concept. The citizen is one who has given up uh, some of one's rights uh, and freedoms in return for an obligation of protection. They've, you've given up your duty of obligation to the government, and in return they have supposedly have an obligation to protect you. Now, as an aside, they don't. turns out that the government's uh, so-called Supreme Court, the men in robes, have said over and over again that they have no obligation to protect you at all. So therefore, there really isn't even a citizen. It's just uh, – a citizen is just another word for serf. It's just another kind of cover term that the the government people put out there to uh, to get people all revved up with nationalism. Yeah, it's I'm a, a citizen. It's an yeah. upgraded serf, um, but it, it it's the it's the new and improved slavery. Now mm-hmm. I, I you know serf two point I'm not saying that I'm not saying that uh, it's as bad as being a you know a slave in the 1850s. I I wouldn't say that 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 would be that'd be silly. But you're still owned by these people while you yeah. preside on their land land that they claim that the, you know they, they claim that we all own so as we saw today if enough people act like they own themselves then their ownership dissipates if enough people stand up and say no you don't own us and we're going to act like free people consequences be damned we're prepared for them then there's very little that they can do. And they, indeed, they did very little when we were out at the 420 celebration today in Concord, New Hampshire. There are certainly things that they can do, but I think what through all of this activism and the things that are happening up here in New Hampshire, they're starting to realize that it's a lose-lose proposition for them. And the question becomes... How bad do they want to lose? Yeah, how do you want to lose? Do you want to lose looking bad, showing your police, going in and... Uh, sicking the dog on peaceful people yep. that were hanging out in the park, or do you want to lose by just ignoring it and you know standing off to the side and not responding and have a few of the uh, busybodies say, "Wow, you should be arresting right. those people. You need to crack some heads." Uh, yeah, absolutely, you're right. That is their choice, and today they made the right choice. They chose the right choice for them because it extends their legitimacy as long as they possibly that can have true. it. Because if they choose to ignore the uh, the the pot smoking or whatever other law breaking. Uh, we're talking about, then their their le- legitimacy is damaged a little bit uh, because they're not enforcing the laws they claim they're going to enforce, but it's not near as damaging as busting some heads and carrying people out and, and doing all that. Well, that, that that certainly makes for great video for the activists and um, moves more people to, to New Hampshire, but I, I've really got to wonder, what's it like for the police officers? Because there were several state uh, state police officers, am I correct? Um, yes, I didn't yes. get to see any on the video, I just heard about them. No, there, there were only there a couple. Were, well, but there were, I think, I saw I I heard there were four, four or five. I think there were there were three state troopers inside the uh, Capitol building, looking out the windows, like mm-hmm. what's going on out there, <laughs> and at least two of the security people. Well, at, at the very least, dozens of them knew about this going on, and they knew that they were going to have a presence there to sort of keep an eye on the crowd in case they got unruly. Now, what's it got to be like for those police officers that were stationed out there and the ones that knew about it? But think about the ones that are stationed there. Uh, probably are the best examples. What's it like for them? They they see this crowd of. A hundred, maybe as high as two hundred people, you know, cavorting about, playing drums and smoking pot on the uh, state house lawn. 
the center of governmental power in the state of New yeah. Hampshire, <laughs> and these dirty derelicts smoking pot right there, of, uh, contrary to the laws of the state. With no permit either. Right. Uh, doing How all dare this. they? And then th- they're going to request this guy who's likely smoked pot because, well, he's been alive for the last two or three decades, three or four decades, right? So he's probably he smoked hasn't pot. smoked it, he knows somebody who has. And he's going to be required to go out, you know, to do his job, to go out in the next week or two and give a ticket to some kid for sm- for having a joint. That's got to be really tough on that guy's psyche. Oh, wait a minute. My boss has told me not to go arrest the derelicts that were 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 essentially crapping on the the the, the center of government in the new in the state say of they New were Hampshire. Derelict. I mean, maybe from his perspective. I'm, I'm right. I'm talking from from his perspective. But so I'm supposed to. Folks. I'm supposed to give this kid a ticket. I, I just can't imagine that it's going to be very easy for him to do. I, I don't know. You know, they um, they do what they're told. They're they're trained and indoctrinated to just follow the law. You know, do what they. Uh, it doesn't work on all of them all the time. That's I all I'm saying, Sam. I agree with you. There are some that will question it. I mean, my stepdad watched Fourth uh, of July and realized how the U.S. government was treating uh, returning veterans, and he was sick for three days mm. because he had just so bought into this whole paradigm of the government. The United States government is the best government in the world. They take care of people. You know, just hook, line, and sinker. And when it was you know reality right there here's what they're doing here's how they're treating these people it made him physically ill for three days that's what'll happen i mean you've you've had a mindset for a certain length of time and of course the older you are the longer that's been and and when something shatters that something undeniable the the evidence becomes apparent if you don't go further into your belief system, as some people do, they mm-hmm. you know they make excuses and they and they delve further and they stick their head further into the sand, then you come out of it and it's got to be hard. It's got to be really hard for somebody like that. But good on them. I mean, he made it over the hump, right? I mean, he's okay. Uh, well, I mean, he remained in law enforcement. It was ah. it didn't shatter everything. It was just sort <laughs> gotcha. of like maybe a little broken window over here on the right. Yeah, <laughs> still enough to make him sick. <laughs> Like I've said, the uh, uh, you know, as I've said before, law enforcement officers the one that brought me into the liberty movement in the first place, and you know I'd rather have some guy that understands some of the concepts of liberty being a law enforcement officer than one that just uh, you know step gets in line. And Sometimes they end up yeah. turning into Bradley Jardis, yep, where they uh, they leave law enforcement entirely and uh, and they've dedicated their lives to liberty. So that's pretty cool, too. Anyway, Brad was out there today. He did a great job. 800-259-9231. So the sovereign, so-called sovereign citizen movement, it's an, it's an obvious misnomer. It's, uh, it's an oxymoron. It's a contradiction. Anyway, the, uh, the FBI continues. They say that they cause all kinds of problems. Oh, excuse me, this, that, that is the movement, causes all kinds of problems and crimes. For example, many sovereign citizens don't pay their taxes. They hold illegal courts that issue warrants for judges and police officers. They clog up the court system with frivolous lawsuits and liens against public officials to harass them. And they use fake money orders, personal checks, and like uh, and the like at government agencies, banks, and businesses. Later on, they actually go to uh, go on to suggest that sovereign citizens commit murder. Uh, we'll continue here in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line because they're, they're targeting us, Sam. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. 
HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. They include our Shrine of Female listeners. Just added a brand new Shriner up there last night. Sam Dragon. You can go see her at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Dot com And one of the ways, by the way, you can support this radio program is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can learn more about that at amp.freetalklive.com. It's three bucks a month. How soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to Jack all the time. It's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go to freemarketunderdog.com. See some samples there. Order today. 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with the coupon code FTL and Island Called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. So we're telling you about a, a report I'm reading directly off of the FBI's website about so-called sovereign citizens, which, as we pointed out before, is really a contradiction in terms. You're either a sovereign or you're not. You're a sovereign or you're a citizen. You can be a citizen, theoretically, but no governments actually recognize the so-called obligation they have to protect anybody. In fact, if you look at the government's own decisions, they will claim they don't even have an obligation to not only not... They don't have an obligation to protect you, nor do they have an obligation to provide you with anything whatsoever. So, yeah, you might get your uh, Social Security check, down the line, maybe, but they have no obligation to uh, to send it to you. If you don't get it, there's nothing that you can do about it besides complain, and there's no obligation they have to make good or, or do anything. Yeah, what, so, what are you going to do if they decide to shut down Social Security the day before you turn 65? So I'm just or 75 ch- by the time you turn 65. I'm just going to change uh, the uh, the term here to sovereigns rather than causing confusion. So they're telling, uh, talking, us, uh, talking to us about how terrible sovereigns are because they do all these awful things. Not every action taken in the name of the sovereign ideology is a crime, but the list of illegal actions committed by these groups sells. It's a terrorism word. And individuals is extensive. In addition to the above, uh, sovereigns commit murder and physical assault, threaten judges, law enforcement professionals, and government personnel. Impersonate police officers and diplomats. You I love how they, uh, they they just make these broad sweeping statements about who uh, all these people do this yes. essentially. That's exactly what they're doing here. Right. Yeah. I mean, we I can make the statement: law enforcement officers murder people. Law well, enforcement no, officers not, rape people. Well, why not just say all bureaucrats? I, right. I can, you can make that kind of sweeping statement, and with their logic here, it would be true. This is disgusting. And what some of the, these guys could have done is uh, either come up with their own private police protection agency and implemented that, or they could have come up with their own uh, passports, and that's mm-hmm. where they're getting the claim, oh, well, they're trying to impersonate diplomats. Well, right. <laughs> what, what makes a diplomat? 
Well, well, the one with the government says that you are a diplomat from another country, right? Then, then you are. It's if right. they say so. See, they right. They have to acknowledge that your fantasy is legitimate to yep. them. See, they have this collective fantasy that is the state. The idea that there is a state. There's no such thing. There's just men and women that are doing violence and the covers that they use for the for that violence. Uh, so, so what is it that makes a diplomat? Well, okay, is it men coming together in a room and deciding to write something called a constitution and then create a diplomat passport after that? I mean, really, isn't that what we're talking about here? Oh, well, people voted for them. Okay, fine. We'll have an election where people can vote for the people that they want to go into a room and write a document and come up with their own constitution. Why is it that we couldn't have as legitimate of diplomat passports, for instance, that anybody else could? Yeah, and what, what makes theirs any more legitimate than anybody else's? It's just people coming together saying, we're creating a state. Oh. It's violence. It's violence that backs up their Oh, you're right. We're claim. not willing to shoot them. Over. Exactly. And, of course, that's what sets us apart from these so-called sovereigns that they're, uh, they're talking about here. And I, and I don't deny that there are, there are people that would call themselves uh, part of the sovereign movement Ed who Brown. are scam artists. Well, no, I'm not saying he's oh. a scam artist. He's just no, a little no. nuts. Uh, but there are people who are out there trying to scam people out of money. Like they'll say, oh, well, just give me hundreds of dollars and I'll give you my CD-ROM with all of my uh, documents on it that will set you free. You give me hundreds of dollars. I'll give you all the information you need. You just have to spend 70 hours going through all this paperwork. And if you fill out the documents correctly, now make, make sure you don't make any mistakes. If you don't do it exactly how I say you'll do it, then it won't work and you don't get any refunds. So uh, so go ahead, send all this stuff in, and then when the person ends up getting picked off by uh, the government, because the government's, whoa, you know, they're, you're trying to scam us, there's, there's this redemption stuff out there where essentially they're trying to, it's this, just this scheme where they believe there's this big bank account that has all this money that's the government's uh, put against them somehow or borrowed against them that they can right. pay bills off with, and it's just, it's cra- there's, there's some really crazy stuff out there. So I don't deny that there are scam artists within this movement. Uh, but I don't consider myself part of their movement either. Yeah, I would agree with what you just said, but I also know that there are some examples of some people who are very well uh, legally versed and have, you know, there was the guy in Texas on Randy Kelton's show, one of the regular co-hosts who was pulled over with no insurance, uh, no driver's license, no plates on his car, no registration, nothing. They arrested him. Uh, he filed all of his paperwork and they dropped the charges. He filed what paperwork? The, the he, stuff that he, he wanted? filed all of his motions, all of his case law. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's one of the people that puts this course together, and they did do it. But you know, he he's been doing it for at least a decade, I think. So sure, there's it, some real success stories, but so he's not necessarily out there scamming people, is what you're saying. There are scam artists, well, and I think that there's something to the idea of declaring yourself sovereign and going about your life as a free person. Uh, and also out there, it's kind of fraught with the danger of there's these uh, scam artists that are offering you these paths to yes. freedom that don't really materialize. Yes, but even if you find one of the legitimate guys, it's no guarantee that you would have the same success that they would have. That's a good point. Because they have such a, a vast knowledge that they're drawing from and such a more complex and advanced understanding of how all of this stuff supposedly works behind the scenes. 800-259-9231. So they go on. These are some of the other terrible, terrible things that uh, these so-called sovereigns do. They use fake currency, passports, license plates, and driver's licenses, and engineer various white-collar scams, including mortgage fraud and so-called redemption schemes. 
Sovereigns are often confused with extremists from the militia movement, but while sovereigns sometimes use or buy illegal weapons, guns are secondary to their anti-government, anti-tax beliefs. On the other hand, guns and paramilitary training are paramount to militia groups. And so they go on uh, with some more about the uh, the so-called sovereigns here in a little bit. And I just want to talk about this because, I mean, this is really a target at... Well, us, Sam, because we're involved in the Shire Society. ShireSociety.com is where you can go to learn more about, essentially, us creating a, a, a movement of self-declared sovereigns. We're it, declaring personal independence from the state. It, it's, it really is the first uh, voluntary society that I know of because, you know, it's it, it, to me it's silly to think that a voluntary society, that people will accept that and somehow you know we'll move into this voluntary society without uh, overcoming the problem of you know how do we handle aggression how do we how do we get from where we are today with this violent monopoly who's taking control over everything to a purely voluntary society if we can't even solve that initial problem we'll come back with more uh, your thoughts as well are welcome at 800-259-9231 i think it'll be important to differentiate how it is that the shire society our movement of Peaceful liberty lovers is very different from this picture that the uh, the FBI is painting of yep. the so-called sovereign citizen movement. 800-259-9231. You're welcome to join in the show as well. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com where all the features are totally free. They include our news updates. You can get signed up and we'll send you emails or you can follow our Twitter profile or change the terminology on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook. It was become a fan. Now you can like us on Facebook. Sounds a little, it's just a little more awkward, actually. 800-259-9231, but you can get to all three of those options by going to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for whatever ones you want free at news.freetalklive.com. Also, you can uh, lose that weight you've been trying to lose with Luma Thin Plus. Uh, I've been taking it for the last, I guess it's been about six or eight weeks now, and uh, it's been working great for me, and it's, uh, I think it'll work great for you. It it will not make you jittery. Uh, that's you know my my big criteria. I can't stand I can't handle uh, stimulants. It uh, is all you have to do is take the pill. You don't have to change your lifestyle in any way. You don't have to change what you want to eat or you know exercise. Not to say those things don't work, but you know some people just have a difficult time doing it. You can lose weight anyway with LumaThinPlus.com. I've been losing weight, and that's since I've quit smoking. How many people can say they've lost weight and quit smoking in the same uh, less than less than a year's time? It's LumaThinPlus.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We're talking about an FBI report uh, right off their own website about the so-called sovereign citizen movement, a contradiction in terms. Nonetheless, we're, st- we're still discussing the idea of sovereignty because it's important uh, because sovereignty is, as they put it, causes all kinds of problems. 
They say that this movement causes all kinds of problems, but they don't just mean the scam artists. They mean the idea, the idea that an individual could possibly be separate from the coercive agency known as government, that you could withdraw your consent, that you could be your own king, that you could be a sovereign individual, which was what the, I think is a much better term, sovereign individual rather than sovereign citizen. Uh, and that's what's dangerous to them. That's what the real scare is here. And so that's why they're uh, they're they're just peppering the article with all kinds of claims about how these people are murderers. They're scam artists. And I mean, they they make some of the worst claims here about these people. And there, while there may be some instances where people calling themselves sovereign have tried to scam people out of money, that doesn't mean anything about the wider movement of individuals deciding to declare their independence from the coercive state. And just here's a couple of examples, and we'll get to your phone calls. They claim that in Sacramento, two sovereign citizens were convicted of running a fraudulent insurance scheme, operating outside state insurance regulatory guidelines. The men set up their own company and sold lifetime memberships to customers, promising to pay any accident claims against their members. The company collected millions of dollars but paid out very few claims. Now, again, we're taking the FBI's word for the story here. We don't Isn't that what all insurance companies do? Take in money and then pay out very few claims. I mean, that's the idea of insurance. If it's true, though, if what they're saying is we're just going to presume that what they're saying is true and that they didn't go and bust these people and steal all their money before they could pay the claims. Uh, But we're just going to presume that these people were actually engaging in fraud and they uh, had claims made that they didn't. They should have paid, but they didn't. And if that's the case, that's fraud. And I'm uh, completely against it. Yeah. So this is the same uh, FBI that was seized that seized millions of uh, ounces of gold and silver of uh, the Liberty Dollar folks. I don't think it was millions, but it was a bunch. It was, it was at lot, least a couple yeah. million, I think. Yeah, Several. a few million. In, do- in dollars, but not ounces. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm not sure about that. But, I mean, they, they painted that the same way. Oh, the, these people are counterfeit. They're trying mm-hmm. to pass this off as the dollar. That is None of that was even remotely true. We had the uh, case, the guy in Washington with the airsoft guns. The ATF seized a shipment of $30,000 worth of airsoft guns. Actually got in front of the press and said, these things could be converted to automatic weapons. <laughs> they shoot plastic BBs. And Ludicrous. he's saying you could modify the parts and have them firing, you know. Yep. They sell, that's absurd. They sell them in Walmart. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. Why they went after this guy, who knows? So uh, they say in Kansas City, three sovereign citizens were convicted of taking part in a conspiracy using phony diplomatic credentials. They charged customers between $450 and $2,000 for a diplomatic identification card, which would bestow upon the holder sovereign status, meaning they would enjoy diplomatic immunity from paying taxes and from being stopped or arrested by law enforcement. And again, if that's what happened, you are talking about scam artists. Because anybody that comes along to you and says, here, just give me $450 or $2,000. Just give me these uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I'll give you an identification card. You just wave it in front of the man with a badge and he'll let you go on your way. It's somebody who is running a scam. Well, it it, it seems unlikely to me, but that person could be just as deluded as somebody who would buy it. There's that possibility. In which case, um, I mean, you you have the mentally ill doing business with each other and that's not a scam that's just sad i I see what you're saying mark but i think that i think they're probably scam artists these are people who they are quick operators you know they they move in they sell people this um this deal they give them all this information and then they likely go away they likely become unreachable they likely disappear and of course I would I would be so paranoid as to suggest that many of them might actually be feds or working for the the feds 
to essentially poison the movement, to put uh, to put ideas out there that are really, really bad and will not help people, and actually charge people money for it at the same time. In Vegas, four men affiliated with the Sovereign Citizen Movement were arrested by the Nevada Joint Terrorism Task Force on federal money laundering, tax evasion, and weapons charges. The investigation involved an undercover operation with two of the suspects allegedly laundering more than a million dollars from what they believed was a bank fraud scheme. So, beware. The sovereign citizens are out to get you. <laughs> Americans, if someone comes up to you and talks about being sovereign, They're well, murderers. look out, right, look out. They might be trying to take your wallet. Scam artists. Right, this is the purpose of this. The purpose of this is to paint the idea of sovereignty with criminality. And, mm-hmm. of course, to the government, a sovereign is a criminal, no matter if they're engaging in fraud or if they're engaging in in actual violence or uh, somehow destroying other people's property. They're a criminal to the government because of the threat they pose to the legitimacy of their system. See, and th- this is what's changing. This kind of propaganda today will be picked up by mainstream media and they'll they'll pro- portray it the way that the FBI wants to and they'll put this idea out there. But the bloggers come in, the talk shows like Free Talk Live and others come in, break this down, show it for what it is. And they're not, you know, they're they're punching the gas, but the car's not going anywhere. Wait a minute, Sam, you're not scared? Wait, 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 you're not going to go pack up your stuff and head back home to to Texas? No, I'll be right here. So so, so they didn't, they're intimidated. I mean, this is the FBI we're talking about. That's scary. Yeah. They're scary. Yeah. They've got got cells. They've got cells. What am I going to do differently in Texas that, you know, I can't do You could can't just be here. a good little boy. You could just go and pay taxes and, and shh, be quiet and and uh, you could just go about your life and, and have a nice life and just stop sticking your head up and making uh, all this ruckus. Why are you rocking? Why are you have to rock the boat? You know, I, I it's not something that like I would decide to go back to. It's a, it's a new perspective. It's a new understanding about uh, the way uh, life is, about what government is, about what they do, about what their purpose is about the way that they exist really to farm people's labor, to extract what they can from them. And the sovereignty idea is a real threat to that concept. Let's go to uh, Joe listening in Connecticut. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hi, guys. How are you? Joe, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I think that the FBI and the government in general, I don't know if fear is the right word, but certainly concern um, about this idea um, as you said, the sovereign citizen construct is kind of an oxymoron, but, but the idea of sovereignty, because they know that if we can spread the idea out to everyone, well, maybe not everyone, but enough people, um, that people will start to see that the government is illegitimate. And once the government is illegitimate, it has no power. And once you stop funding it, it has no revenue, yeah. and it just crumbles. Yep. That's a wonderful vision you have, a beautiful I'm crying. It's it's just such one, <laughs> so wonderful. But you're absolutely right. And uh, think of all the empty buildings, the abandoned projects like they had in Russia. All these weird uh, things showed up around the landscape that used to be funded by this huge empire that uh, withered away, withered away and disappeared. Hey, do you have more you want to share tonight, Joe? Oh, no, that's it. All right. Thanks for the call and the thoughts. 800-259-9231. So what's the real sovereignty movement about? Because we've heard what the FBI has to say. Now, what do we have to say? Because they're targeting us. 800, I don't know about you, Mark. Are you, do you consider yourself sovereign? I, I'm just their surf. They beat me. Okay. <laughs> There's more coming up here. You can bring up anything. And this is Free Talk Live. 
Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Of course, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all those features that you'll find there for free, and you can participate as well. You can become a part of the site by uh, submitting show prep ideas that we might very well use. We're talking about one this hour that came right off the front page of our website because somebody submitted it. Other listeners voted it up, and it made it to the front page of the site. So head on over. You can join all the fun over at freetalklive.com. It's totally free. Memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers including X- SFPs, GBIX, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equip- equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP. Add up to 99% off list price. I saw these this list uh, this list of prices, and it was 99 uh, up to 99% off. Not all of them. Uh, different ones were uh, different rates, but they were all a big, big discount. MemoryDealers.com can offer also customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. You can go to MemoryDealers.com. They're in stock and ready to ship via, via overnight delivery at MemoryDealers.com. So the FBI is outlining in one of their reports straight here from their website the so-called sovereign citizen movement, which, as we early explained, is a contradiction in terms. Sovereign individual is much more accurate. Sovereign, to be sure, uh, to keep it short. Uh, but the idea of people uh, declaring their independence and uh, being free, living like free people, is the FBI finds to be very dangerous. They rank the so-called sovereign citizen movement in with lone offenders, like the guy that flew the plane into the building recently in Austin, and eco-terrorists and animal rights extremists. This is the third part in, I don't know how many parts of a series, uh, but they're talking about the so-called sovereign citizen movement. They're saying they threaten people, they commit murder, they uh, they engage in fraud, and they're really painting with uh, with a nasty brush here. And so I think it uh, behooves us, uh, Sam and I at least, those who I think you consider yourself sovereign, Sam? Yes. Uh, I would the, consider myself a sovereign sympathizer. How about empathy? Can you emp- empathize with us a little bit? I, I really don't know the difference between those two words. and, and I find Sympathy that, is where you feel sorry for somebody. I and find your fixation where, on it like weird. Empathy, words are important, Mark. They mean things. <laughs> uh, empathy means that you can empathize, you can feel what that person is feeling, you or you believe that you can feel uh, what you can understand what that person is feeling, whereas sympathy is, oh, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. That's sympathy. Not that sympathy is necessarily a bad thing, but anyway, uh, so so I think it behooves us, Sam, to explain what a real sovereignty movement is. Now, not that we really know, uh, yeah, but for us. that's what I was about us, to say. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> what's real for us and and how our movement, and I think it's fair to call it that because we're kind of some of the be- the people on the ground floor of it. Right. The Shire Society is not at all like what is going on here. I mean, the FBI is saying they're fraudulent, they're schemes, they are, you know, they're ripping people off. Are we trying to get rich off of uh, the Shire Society, Sam? No. In fact, I think the way, the vision that I have for the Shire Society is, you know, it's going to be this thing that people start using because it provides them with some kind of benefit that's that's generally recognized by the community so well, that's down the line right like initially it's going to maybe provide you with a jail cell to sit in if you if you use it to a certain extent 
But I, you know, I think a, a, when we talk about a voluntary society, it's going to come out of the government, uh, you know, continuing down its same old path of providing the same old services that sort of work, but, you know, could certainly be improved on because they have no competition, no incentive to to make them better. And, and you know, a simple one is a notary. All they're doing is certifying uh, documents for the public record and getting saying you are who you say you are you are who you say you are and you signed this document and authenticated it and swore it at Mm -hmm. a certain time well you know we could do the same thing with our own little stamp and you know we could record these on video and post them to youtube and we've just blown the pants off of the government service we've recorded the public document we've shown it on video and anybody can come in and look at the logbook basically by just viewing a you know a YouTube channel or something like that that shows the the authentication process happening uh, on video. There's a lot to to cover on the issue of creating an alternative society, but the idea is to create something that people can can pledge to some something that they can uh, that that is as fantastic a concept as the government, mm-hmm. except minus the violence. Because the government, the idea of the state, is nothing more than a concept. It's a it's a figment of man's imagination that they've put together for the purposes, in this case, to control people. The purpose of our figment of our imagination here is to sort of play by similar rules of construction, but to leave out the force, to leave out the coercion, uh, the aggression against peaceful people in our society. So it'll become a choice. Do you want to remain in the government's uh, coercive society, or do you want to join a voluntary, peaceful uh, order, a peaceful evolution, you know, the, the Shire Society? And I think you're right, Sam, that down the line there will be new services and things like that, mm-hmm. and people will come here and they'll, and they'll add whatever they're going to add into the mix of this concept of this alternative society. And the FBI is scared to death. And so that's why they're saying that uh, sovereigns commit murder and physical assault. Well, no, we're peaceful, peaceful evolution. We have no interest in doing anything like that, even against state agents. And, of course, they talk about how uh, sovereigns allegedly threaten judges, law enforcement professionals, and government personnel. This is a movement of peaceful people, and I don't want violent people involved with the Shire Society. I think they would be ostracized. They I think would, they would certainly. be uh, rejected from any sort of participation in, in, in association with Shire Society uh, participants or members or whatever they'll end up being called. Uh, because we've, we've come to that conclusion. It's like, like you say, you know, how do you go back once you've found the message of freedom? Or, in this case, once you've found the message of peace, yeah. which I think is important. How do you unlearn the, the truth? Right. So, yeah. so we're, we're to that point. And I understand that people are going to come here and there are going to be some angry people. And we have to do what we can as people that are focused in compassion and, and love and forgiveness to help shift those folks towards that particular viewpoint or else they're not going to be part of our society. Yeah. And I think that message is sort of getting out there of peace and of, uh, you know, letting go of the anger. It's, it's not productive. And, and, and we are starting to move past that at, at the uh, activate at the uh, event today. There were several port 411s that went out that suggested should the police come in and crack down what we should do or what a lot of people felt you know was appropriate to do as activists is just sing we shall overcome yep. and, and and maybe have one person on the megaphone calmly talking to the police talking about you know how this is wrong was my plan to uh should they have arrested someone that yep. wasn't me 
uh, was to get on my megaphone and say, I'm tired of, uh, of people, of my friends being taken away. I'm mm-hmm. tired of uh, you kidnapping peaceful people, and I'm not going to allow this to continue. I'm going to sit down in front of the, uh, this police car, and I hope that someone else will sit down behind it so they can't get away and then hope to encourage other people through my uh, example to join, uh, to, to join in. Because if it's just me, then there's not much. That, yeah, they'll come that cart you away, no right. problem. All but right, but if if the if that group of what we had a hundred people at least there at any given time, uh, if a group of of uh, twenty folks were to go and surround the police while they're arresting somebody, this was suggested as well, like to just lock arms or something like that around the police as they arrest somebody. And then, you know, they'll have to break through you to uh, to get that person out. Do the same thing at the police car is, you know, surround the police car, sit in front and behind it. Don't let it to make it so that they can that they can get out. They're completely peaceful measures that would really throw a wrench into their little their little game. Yeah, They're kidnapping. I, I feel I almost feel sorry for these cops to to face this and to. Well, they did the right thing today. They didn't show up. So they, they did, didn't have to yeah. face that. But you know, I, I think it's bound to happen at some point. And what are they going to do? It's it, it's just it shatters their whole paradigm in a way that has never happened before. Get out of the way! Well, I'll <laughs> tell you what: we'll leave as soon as you let him go. We'll we'll move out of the way of your car. Just let our friend go. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if smoke started coming out of their ears at that suggestion. Sovereigns uh, also impersonate police officers and diplomats. They use fake currency, passports, license plates, and driver's licenses. Well, we know that they called the Liberty Dollar fake. Yep. They 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 accused the Liberty Dollar of attempting to impose or to pose rather as U.S. currency, which in no way it was it attempting to do. Sure, if U.S. currency isn't backed up by crap. The Liberty Dollar is real silver. Right, was backed up by you know a twenty dollar. Bill uh, was or twenty dollar yeah twenty dollar Liberty bill was packed up by an ounce of silver. At least try to turn in your twenty dollar you know uh, Andrew Jackson for something. You can't get nothing for it. Well, you can buy it in the marketplace. You can exchange it for things, but the government won't give you anything in exchange for it. Fake currency. uh, So driver passports. I love the idea of the passport of creating a uh, passport. But the thing is. I don't want to sell it and try to scam somebody and tell them, hey, this is going to make it so you can get into any country around the world. I wouldn't do that. I would Should say, that hey, be counterfeiting? you're taking your risk here. You know, this is well, it's not counterfeiting because we're not we're not creating a United States. Okay, passport. It would be fraud if you dec- if you told somebody it would work. That would be fraud. Yeah. Fraud for sure. Um, so, yeah, that that's the thing. There's nobody running a scam with the Shire Society, and that's what we're calling it. You have to have a name for your society. Theirs is the state of fill in the blank or the United States. And ours is the Shire Society. And it's a completely different perspective. Yeah, and the thing to remember here is that it's completely voluntary. So yes. these services could be provided by any individual, by any group of individuals, by any company or private entity that wants to organize. And there could be competing ones. So they get to figure out how to make this work in this completely voluntary framework. And this is the future of uh, you know, mankind. And it's the end of the state, and that's why they're so frightened. There's Hour 3 coming up. You can take control and bring up anything Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. 
filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We're going to go right into your phone calls here. Maybe we'll come back, talk more about uh, the idea of sovereignty here in a moment, the alternative societies, uh, one in which we're working on setting up up here in Keene, New Hampshire. But first, to your phone calls. James is in New York. James, you're on Free Talk Live, the Ian Sam and Mark. Hi. Hey, Hi, I want to tell you about a encounter I had with the police concerning Kansas today. Oh, no. What happened? Well, this afternoon, I was in my apartment smoking up, and... Uh, Suddenly, there's a knock at the door, and uh, I answer it, and it's uh, it's my neighbor, and she's amazingly beautiful. I'm, I'm so excited because I never had the guts to talk to her, and she's at the front door. Wow, that and is I amazing. Help, I couldn't help but you know, uh, you know, <laughs> notice the smell uh, coming from your apartment, and so I invited her in, and we smoked up, and then I remembered I had to go to Walmart to get a new cell phone because my old one broke, and uh, of course, if I'm stoned, I'm carrying right, so. I take the bag with me and, you know, tell her I'll, I'll come by her place later. And I go to Walmart and I, I buy my cell phone. But it's when I'm driving back and I'm passing the police station, of course, of all places, I decided to take out that cell phone and call the phone number of the police station and confess to them that I just smoked pot. <laughs> and, then I go home. and that was my police encounter with cannabis today. <laughs> Thanks for the call. You only get one call per night, though. I think you called earlier. Yeah. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue with your calls. Chris is in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Chris. Hey, uh, hey uh, Ian, uh, Mark, and Sam. How are you guys doing this evening? What's on your mind, Chris? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I actually uh, just got pulled over by the police. Uh, for uh, running a red light. Really? Okay. Um, so the uh, officer is pretty insistent uh, that I uh, seemed really nervous. So he wanted to search for drugs, of course. How nice. I mean, who's yeah. not nervous when the cops pull them over? You're talking about dealing with what could be a an, un, an uncontrolled maniac who is armed. Now, in many cases, the cops aren't that way, but you never know. You never know when you're going to be dealing with... Uh, a rogue cop, a dangerous uh, individual, a more so dangerous individual. Absolutely. Um, I live in Louisville, Kentucky, of course. Uh, so most of my interactions with cops have been somewhat pleasant, but this guy was pretty persistent uh, that I had drugs on me. Mm. So what he said was, well, I did see you run this red light. I would like to search a car, and if I don't find anything, I won't give you a ticket. Well, gee... Thanks. What'd you say? 
I, I said you. I, I don't carry anything on me ever. I do smoke pot, but I don't. You ever told him that? No, no, no. Hell no. no okay. No, no. <laughs> not, not at all, guys. No, no. Thank no. goodness. So, what did you say to him? I said, "You, uh, officer, you can go ahead and search my car if Ooh, you'd like." You're why did you gonna... do that? Because I knew I didn't have anything on but, me. But whoa. Okay, go ahead with your, go ahead with your your story. I want to hear what happened, and then I'll talk about it. Right. Well, so uh, the officer and his uh, uh, buddy behind him uh, took me out of the vehicle, of course, searched me, and they didn't find anything on me. And they went to my vehicle, tossed it apart, of course. Did you always. give them permission to search you, or did they just kind of come up to you and you allowed it? They just came up to me and I allowed it. Did they, did they put their hands in your pockets? No, they actually didn't. They, they just, just did me. They just did a terry pad. Okay, very good. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. And, well, of course, as I said, he wouldn't find anything. He looked pretty flabbergasted after he came out of the vehicle. Or, and didn't How long did it take? How long did the whole uh, search process take? I think probably like uh, five to ten minutes at the five most. Five to ten minutes. Okay, well, yeah. you're, you're fairly fortunate because some people have been held on the side of the road for hours uh, while the police go through every nook and cranny in their vehicle while they wait for the police dog to come out. Uh, they have been waylaid for a lengthy period of time, and then, you know, you never know what's in your car. I mean, really? Who owned it before you? Is it was Were you the first owner? Oh, uh, no, no, no. This is an older vehicle. So, so how do you know they're not going to be rummaging through the seat and find some old roach that some, some guy left there from one of the previous owners? Maybe a friend of the previous owner. Maybe a friend of yours left something in your car. I and mean, that's just it. You don't ever know what they're going to find. Maybe they'll find something because they put it there. Maybe they decide they don't like the way you look. Maybe you're driving while black. Uh, maybe they just decide they want to come up with a crime. And so it, it doesn't have to be a quarter. I mean, they can find one little piece of plant material that if they can confirm as cannabis, that's yep. possession. Absolutely. So I, I really, it it makes me cringe to hear people just allow the police to search. Look, if you don't have anything in your car, then there's no real reason for you to allow them to search, right? I mean, what's the point? Get the hell out of there. Well, sometimes um, it, it turns out like this, where the guy does, you know, I mean, if he would have said no, then the cop would have given him a ticket for, what, 100, 150 bucks? Probably more. What was the, t- the ticket for? A speeding? Uh, red light. Oh, red light. That's what it was. The yeah. points on his license. Don't forget the uh, the insurance that goes up from getting the ticket. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's this, great. This Mark. advice isn't always the best. It, it is the best if you want to avoid contributing to the police state. It is the best if you want to stand up for your freedom. If you want to refuse to bow down and refuse to obey and avoid unexpected things. I mean, if you end up getting the $150 red light ticket, that's one thing. And if you end up getting arrested and taken to jail and charged with a misdemeanor uh, possession of marijuana charge, then that's another thing, isn't it? Yeah, and, absolutely. And, I mean, the whole point was to try to get through the process as quick as possible. Oh, that is – oh, no, no, there's, that's totally understandable. I don't blame you for doing this. That's what most people do. It's just that it's that particular kind of deference to the police – that is is empowering them to go about and do things like this. They know that people will let them search. That's why they go around and they ask for it. And who knows what what kind of problems they will find. They're looking for a reason to arrest you. Why give them the extra opportunity? Right, absolutely. I Actually, to be honest, I wanted to test this cop and see if he would actually throw away the ticket. Because I have, asked, uh, I have told them that they may not search my vehicle before and they went on their way and did their thing. I just wanted to test the situation and see what I could come up now, with. Now, have you seen the uh, Flex Your Rights video that's available online? 
I I've gone through them once or twice. I, I probably need to probably need to look through them more. There's Absolutely. a new one. It's yeah. called Ten. Uh, what is it? Ten things to know when dealing with the police. Or I think so. Something it's like ten, that. Ten, ten things about dealing with the police, and they do, they do a real good job about. It. Now, look, if you want to put your freedom on the line and and test the cops, by all means, we do that stuff here all the time, and we test them in various different ways that, in many ways, will result in us going to uh, to a jail cell. Uh, but but I highly recommend against. And if you talk to Barry Cooper, if you talk to Brad Jardis, you talk to these former cops that have now joined the side of, of good and, and joined the side of peace and compassion, you talk to these guys and they'll tell you that uh, the right thing to do in any circumstance when a cop asks you to search is to refuse it. So I hope you'll keep that in mind next time. But if you don't, let us know what happens, okay? Well, absolutely. And I mean, I'm, I'm just testing the process and I, I would definitely say no to the cops more. If I was up in New Hampshire. Yeah, I heard that, man. It certainly is easier when you know that people are around who care. Thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Not that the people that you're around, that your loved ones don't care about you. It's just that they likely won't take that much uh, effort to, to show how much they care. Like they, you know, only some people will come to see. If you live elsewhere besides New Hampshire... You know, mom and dad might come see your trial, your your loved one, your significant other. I don't know how other. much, you know, what they probably say to themselves is what's the point in going to the trial? And 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 I don't know what the point is. It's it's difficult to, to be quantify these things. It's, it's difficult to quantify these things and how much value there are. I think there's plenty of value in the idea of going to support somebody who has done something that you you stand for, that you agree with. So if someone you love has put their freedom on the line and they're up against some man, some uh, megalomaniacal man in a robe who has uh, armed thugs at his disposal who don't, uh, as Mark Stevens put it, uh, puts it, use any discretion of their own, uh, it's the most supportive thing, one of the best things you can do as a loved one or a, or a friend to come out and support your, your friend. You know, it, it may not have an effect in that immediate uh, instance, but collectively over time, I think we're seeing some real changes that have come about because of the activists showing up. The, the other day in court, uh, I don't think you were there, Sam, we uh, we stood up for the defendant as he came in, and yeah. other people in the court stood up with us. It was <laughs> funny. There's more from the sheep. Do you need a new computer, but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI, toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And that's freetalklive.com. Features including, by the way, the Shrine of Female Listeners, the uh, listening options. We've got live streams, broadband version and dial-up version, webcam, our listen lines as well. It's all free for you over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. So if you're looking to make a major purchase in the next 
month or two, you need to think about your credit report because a bad credit report can cost you thousands of dollars over a lifetime of a loan, whether it's for a car or a home or something like that. And if you've got foreclosures, bankruptcies, judgments, liens, collections, late payments, or any other kind of derogatory uh, credit uh, credit uh, reports on your credit report, you need to uh, get that fixed. CleaningCredit.com can do just that. It's a law firm, and they dispute derogatory credit reports on your credit report. <laughs> and they've been part of the Better Business Bureau for more than six years, and they've, uh, they're have they number one in the Consumer Advocacy Group of America. As all you have to do is uh, go check them out at CleaningCredit.com. They do uh, consulting there on your credit if you're looking at uh, you know situations like bankruptcy or things like that. They can help you, and the monthly Payment is very low. Uh, you'd be surprised how low it is to get these uh, these things fixed. It's cleaningcredit.com. All right. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. Going to Jeremy in Alaska. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. guys. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was, uh, don't mean to bust y'all's good time bubble about uh, moaning and groaning over getting busted with dime bags and everything, but um, I'm having a real problem with something tonight. How's your 420 going, by the way, Jeremy? Jeremy. Uh, very good. Yeah, good. Okay, go ahead. Your problem is what? Uh, well, it's uh, our border with the Juarez and everything. I mean, listen to this, guys. This is the headliner today. Juarez, 10 federales arrested, four men killed, Juarez shootings, two wounded, Kids scared to go to, sh- kids afraid to go to school. You know. Yeah, man, uh, that sucks. It's a scary place. It sounds like a scary. But, uh, hey, but we got plenty of soldiers to spend overseas protecting other. Well, what do you think the right? soldiers are going to? How are the soldiers going to make that? Do you situation? really want soldiers in America? Yeah, I I don't want them to go down there and straighten out our borders before they. Uh, what do you mean by that? When you say straighten out, out, what do you mean by that? Is, what do you mean? Uh. What do you mean? Should we have them in Iraq or no? Over I don't think here we should have them at all. Personally, huh? Jim, I'm not interested in uh, paying for a, a military that uh, that kills people. So no, I certainly but don't want them in Iraq. And I also got, not interested in paying men to uh, to stop people from coming here to try to make a better life for themselves. In schools, kids are afraid to go to school in Juarez. That's because that's, of the drug war. That's almost part of our country. You know, we go way back. Sure. Uh, but, Jeremy, that's that that's uh, that's because of the drug war. Um, now, I want to ask you a couple of questions about uh, sort of soldiers on the border. Do you know what a, a private or a corporal or whatever makes in the U.S. military? Well, not that much. I think less than minimum wage. Just- um, now, my question to you is, you know that uh, that Border Patrol agents are already getting paid off by the Coyotes to let uh, to look the other way when... Yeah, when... we should abolish those guys and uh, let the Minutemen take over. The... We should let the Minutemen... <laughs> abolish the Border Patrol and let the Minutemen volunteers take over. Um, That's what we should do. I... Right, because the, the hotheads... What if I don't... But, you know, these are volunteers, so I don't want them uh, securing the border. I want people to come here and work for a better life. So what if I go out there and I stop the Minutemen from I'm not uh, talking about people coming over here to pick vegetables. I'm talking about these thugs that are going around killing ranchers and uh right but in order to stop those thugs you're going to have to create a police state uh for everybody else and and then then the question is will that even stop the thugs it's very unlikely mexicans they're beautiful people me too thanks for the call tonight jeremy appreciate hearing from you sam yeah the i 
you know, the um, the crackdown on the border, the focus towards, uh, you know, building a fence or a wall or a moat with tracking machine guns or whatever mm-hmm. they want to do, um, it has pushed the 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 violence it's it's ramped up the violence that happens in in mexico in in those towns because those are drug running towns where a lot of uh illegal drugs you know these banned substances by the government are coming through and it's also forced them into the united states to come across the border and start growing in national parks and they bring their uh their weapons Mm. and and everything along with them and it's it's completely a government-created problem. I mean, why yeah. don't people see that? Yeah, and the idea that the government is going to be able to solve the problem it creates is a common uh, common misconception that people have. They, they can see that the, there are problems. In many cases, they understand that the government even created the problems. But then government is always proposed as the solution to the problem. Whereas the real solution is to end the war on drugs, which, will, of course, will end the violence almost overnight. Because then anybody can create if, – if drugs are, are – you know, fully decriminalized or legalized or whatever, uh, then anybody who wants to can enter into the marketplace to create those products. Again, presuming uh, I don't want to presume a, a system of regulation because I don't support that. So just a true free market. Anybody can enter into it, so therefore prices can drop. Therefore, purity is uh, is more consistent. You have uh, fewer overdoses. You have uh, the uh, the people that are addicted are having to spend less money to feed their habit. And so, therefore, there's uh, there's a lot less crime. And because there aren't drug cartels competing over turf, you don't have these drug wars. The, the, the actual shooting wars that are going on that he's talking about, where people mm-hmm. are afraid to go out at night, that kind of thing. It's all a consequence of the state. It's all a consequence of the idea that it's okay to tell somebody what they can and can't do with their own body. That's where this really comes from. And then to suggest that you're going to be able to to march some troops into Juarez or or whatever the other town across the Browns is it Brownsville? There's another yeah. town that's usually right across the. Uh, the Are you talking about Tijuana? Oh, sweet, Ciudad I'm thinking about Ciudad, Ciudad Juarez. Juarez. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. So uh, so you you think you can just march troops into these border cities and solve the problems there? No, I'm sorry. That's not going to solve anything because it just makes it so that the the drug dealers have to threaten the troops or bribe the troops or do whatever it is that they need to do because they're not going to stop doing their business of transporting drugs, dig a tunnel. One thing you can be certain of is that the drug cartels are not going to go up head to head with the United States military to to the point where you can fly drones over them and and fight them like a like a conventional military Mm -hmm. Come on! No. Why the hell would they do that? What they're going to do I'll is they're going to pay off these privates that the that the United States government is paying less than a minimum wage to, as they many throw, of them who are drug users, I'm I'm sure, right? as they throw um as they throw young people or they as they throw business people in jail that w- that do pay employees less than minimum minimum wage, they do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, come on, these guys are going to be easy to pay off. Yeah, and if you don't believe, and that- then they're armed and paid off. Mm-hmm. They're armed with the the the, the best weaponry that the the world has to provide. And then they're paid off. Good idea. Well, there's also we've been getting reports of uh, Mexican military over the border in helicopters, things like that. And the rumor is that the Mexican military is being uh, invited in to wipe out these drug dealers while the uh, U.S. Border Patrol or whatever sits back and sort of lets it happen. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. You can bring up absolutely anything. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. 
Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live. You're invited to take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free 800-259-9231, SACL CAI, toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. They include the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you, WIKI, wiki.freetalklive.com. The 12-year process of government education has a dramatic effect on the mind of a child, as it is intended to do. When we enter into school, many of our best personal attributes are already in place. We're curious, innovative, unique, creative, and hopeful in ways that many of us are rarely able to replicate throughout the rest of our lives. But over time, school sucks those natural gifts out of too many people and replaces them with predictability, obedience, and apathy. Oh, and it's also funded by theft. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. Something that just can't happen soon enough. Visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com. Dot com as we continue with your phone calls going to David listening to WVTS in West Virginia. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Sam and Mark. Hi guys. Hey David, what's on your mind? Um well I was gonna talk about marijuana reform, but that's kinda of cliche. Um I I do want to talk to you about just uh legalizing all drugs. By all means. That's uh, one of the smartest things that could be done in this country. Basically it's uh it's just ridiculous that the government thinks they have more of a right to your body than you do. That's pretty much and, how it is, yeah. It is ridiculous. And um, also, it would actually, this uh, this whole quagmire war on, uh, on terrorism uh, would actually greatly diminish uh, terrorist resources because it would actually make opiate farmers in Afghanistan actually a businessman instead of a criminal. There are so many different reasons to uh, to end the insane war on drugs, and there are economic reasons, there are moral reasons, there are real harming others kind of reasons. I mean, the millions of people that are harmed every year by uh, by by being arrested and charged with these non crimes. I mean, it's just ludicrous. But you come up against a lot of opposition when you suggest something like that. People they they've been told that uh, these government or they, they've been told by the government that these drugs are so terrible and they're so evil. And, of course, in many cases, some folks have had in, had experience with people that are addicted to, say, methamphetamine, and they know how, how very destructive abuse of these, uh, these drugs can be. And so, of course, they presume that, well, because they can be abused, then therefore we should just leave them illegal, all the while ignoring the fact that alcohol is an incredibly uh, dangerous, highly abused drug that kills, is responsible for the deaths of, uh, or of course they're responsible for their own deaths in many cases, but, but uh, is a, contribute, a contributing factor to thousands upon thousands of, uh, of deaths every single year. They, they just simply ignore that because, well, it's legal, so it must be okay that all those people are contributing to their own deaths. Whereas if you do it with other drugs, then, well, naughty, naughty, we couldn't possibly consider legalizing those. And even when you present them with the evidence that, look, this is going to make things better, look, it's made things better, even a little bit of decrim over in Portugal has made things better. You can show them uh, beyond the shadow of a doubt, and they will close their eyes to all of it because it's it's too 
it's just too hard for them to deal with the emotional uh, conflict that they're having over, on one hand, wanting to control people's lives and, on the other hand, having to ignore the consequences of the force that they are willing to use on other people in order to attempt to control their lives, which is so futile because it just never works. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like, as a consumer of marijuana myself, uh, I have to constantly worry about when I buy it that if I get pulled over, that I'm going to get uh, searched and... Um, it's going to work because I'm about to go to law school, and it's, mm. it could you know potentially jeopardize my future. Sure, it could. And but I can tell you that once you once you get you. through law school, you probably be all right. I mean, because I've known people who have been lawyers, and they are avid uh, consumers of of cannabis. I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, David. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Just on on the topic of uh, of ending the entire war on drugs, I was on a, a little Facebook profile today where someone was talking about. 420, and the question was, you know, should marijuana be legalized? And I, I stepped in and said that, well, the entire drug war should should end. And inevitably, the next response on the thread was, <gasps> that's crazy. Well, I don't know about ending the drug war. I'm not sure I can really get behind legalized heroin and crack, LOL. And so I said to the guy, look, uh, heroin and crack are already widely available and far more dangerous because of the black market. And ending the war means that these products can be, be produced in controlled manufacturing conditions, meaning less likelihood of overdose due to product inconsistencies, which is one of the main reasons why people die from so-called illegal drugs. You also take the profits out of the hands of criminals and put them in the hands of business people. The price would drop as a result of ending prohibition, leading to dramatically reduced violent and property crime. Don't take my word for it, though. Here are a group of cops that agree, and then I provide a link to Law Enforcement Against Prohibition over at Leap.cc. I may not have 100% agreement with the folks over at Leap, but gosh, they sure are pretty darn good at what they do. And so for somebody that may be responsive to the appeal to authority, it's a deep Decent, uh, it's something that works to, that you can throw out. But it didn't work on this guy. He comes back and says, Ian, I see where you're coming from. But people have struggled for years to get marijuana legalized. I'd say take it one drug at a time. And even then, I really still can't get behind legalizing some of those other drugs, even if you say it's in a controlled environment. Because there are many instances of drugs made by pharmaceutical companies with inconsistencies, and then they either get pulled or banned off the market. So even if you give heroin or crack to a man in a white lab coat, doesn't make him much better than the guy with the lab in his second bedroom. Really? Tell that to the children who have died in the uh, the methamphetamine lab fires, because people are making meth and other drugs in their their back bedrooms, and uh, you know they're not fuming, you know they're they're not letting the fumes out appropriately, or they're making mistakes with the whatever they're mixing together, and the fire catches, and boom, you've got an explosion on your hands and uh, and a dead family. Whereas uh, drugs are manufactured in controlled conditions every day. I can see his desire to go one drug at a time, you know, sure. just sort of the, you know, walking, walking this, uh, this thing down the line. Well, no, but- it's, the, it's the political approach. Let's compromise and get this one thing done. But it loses the principle of the message, which is what makes it such a powerful argument is just telling the truth and saying, look at all of these consequences. They're the same, whether it's marijuana, whether it's cannabis or uh, the same thing, uh, whether it's heroin or crack cocaine. I, I, you know, and I see the point. But um, the one thing that you must that, that that should be taken into consideration is that the the vast majority of the arrests in the United States, the the most of the money that they glean in the war on drugs is gotten from marijuana and yeah. um, you know people like. That. I think that it could very well 
destroy the war on drugs. Just yeah, absolutely. And I think that was the other thing that you didn't bring up that that sort of fuels the cognitive dissonance. And uh, these cops know that there are what was it, eight hundred and thirty thousand arrests last year for for marijuana for marijuana possession alone, and thrown another seven hundred thousand for uh, everything else. And it, what is it, a million, one point two million in jail? For I don't know about that. drug offenses. I know that it's like 1.5 million that get arrested every year. Okay. I, but it's a very large number. And if you think $100 a day for each one of those persons, that's a lot of business. 830,000 uh, cases to try. There's a, That takes a lot of judges, a lot of police prosecutors, a lot of police officers testifying at these trials. They get to search your cars. They get uh, mm-hmm. SWAT teams with tanks and machine guns and combat gear. Right. The pharmaceutical companies aren't doing that. No. No. All right, let's continue with your phone calls. I'm uh, going to, I believe, Matthew is in California. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live. Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hi, Sam, Mark. Um, Ian, yes. hey, just going to be quick because I know we're kind of pressed up against the clock. But uh, last night I was listening to the podcast, and you said that the um, Mark, I believe, said that the African American vote was the reason why that the Proposition Eight anti um, marriage thing went through, and I just have to correct you on that small point because okay. African American population in Pike in California is only six point seven percent, and if every African American voted, it'd only be six point seven percent of the voting population. But we also know that African Americans don't vote on even with the election of Barack Obama. We still didn't come out in the numbers as other my, other people. So. Yeah, that one. Just, I had to correct you on that one. Well, it wasn't us. Don't put that one on us. <laughs> well, that's that, that's what the I've, I've read in the news media. So I just believed it, and it made some some sense to me. Um, because why? I, because you believe that uh, people who are black are more likely to be conservative. No, I think they're more likely to vote for Barack Obama, and they have a tendency to be more socially conservative. Take a look at uh, Al Sharpton. Take a look at uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson. These guys that quote unquote represent the black community, and to some extent, because they say it, it's true. Um, they, these guys are extraordinarily socially conservative. Matt, let's, Matthew, I want if you want to come back, I'd like to keep you on here. Hang on. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but enough time for your calls. If you make them now, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got listening options, and we give them to you. Listen uh, via our live streams, broadband or dial-up versions, webcam. Listen lines, all available for you for free at listen.freetalklive.com. And from creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience, like we saw today, the amazing turnout at an incredible 420 celebration here at a perfect weather day in Concord, New Hampshire. Uh, we traveled from our lovely Keene uh, an hour up the road to Concord and got together with over a couple hundred, about a couple hundred people, I think, throughout the the entire hour that uh, that we were there and had a really great time, I'm sure. Videos will be posted, inevitably, on the usual locations. Uh, Sam, you were there from ObscuredTruth.com, and uh, inevitably, video will be posted on your site when it's ready. Of course, I saw Dave Ridley there from RidleyReport.com, so it's likely he's going to have some footage and who knows how many other cameras and other, other folks 
folks were there. So keep your eyes out. Uh, if we spot anything useful, we'll certainly put it up on the Free Keen blog. But it's just going to all be celebratory video. It's it was a, it was a wonderfully successful day. No one was arrested. Uh, everybody just got to enjoy themselves and enjoy the company of uh, of friends and 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 loved ones in a, in the park. Or well, I guess it wasn't technically the park. It was out front of the state house. And of course, the detractors say that we're going to ruin the marijuana uh, legalization movement uh, by doing this. But it seems to me like everybody's having a blast. And if you're not having fun doing activism, why do it? You know, it does. I don't. It's hard. It's hard to say. Is this going to ruin the marijuana, uh, you know, liberty movement here in New Hampshire, or is it going to help? I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, I mean, really, could it get any worse with Lynch threatening to veto the the, the, the mildest marijuana decrim uh, bill that that could have possibly been floated past him? Well, I, I think that uh, you know the police are seeing that cracking down doesn't work; that it kind of has a negative effect, and they realize that they need to kind of lose gracefully or risk, you know, their legitimacy being really threatened. And I think it's only a matter of time before that pressure extends further into the lawmakers and so forth. I mean, we were right out in their front lawn saying, "We don't care what you people are are saying is yep. is right or wrong." We're going to do this because we know it's right. We're not harming anybody. There's There were no incidents or anything uh, created. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, what are you going to do? You want to keep denying this and pretending like, you know, all these lies that you tell about the drug war are true, that this is so dangerous and all of these things, you're going to look like fools. Let's go back to Matthew. He's uh, there in California calling to correct you on something, Mark, that uh, you said the other night. and It felt a little weird to me, but I didn't speak up. And so Matthew is here. Uh, Matthew. Matthew, are you with us? I'm still here. Now, just to recap, you were saying essentially that Mark claimed the other night that the reason why the gay marriage amendment was overturned in California uh, by a popular vote was, he claimed, because of socially conservative black people. He kind of painted them, uh, black people in general, with that particular brush, and you took umbrage. Well, yeah, it was a slight umbrage. Don't get me wrong. It's not the end of the world. But, yeah, we did. it wasn't African-American community that... that uh, propagated Proposition 8. We're only, like I said, according to the census of 2008, we're only 6.7% of the population here in California, which is much lower than the national average. And, uh, like I said, even if we all came out and voted, which African-American community doesn't do, but even if we all came out and voted, we'd only be 6.7% of the you know, of the voting uh well, that's not necessarily that's not necessarily true because um, I mean, one thing you have to think about is African Americans had for the first opportunity in history a black man to vote for for president that had a viable chance of winning. So I suspect that they came out in better numbers. Now we're making very general statements here, and I want you know I you know I, I I'm not trying to make any kind of racial statements. I'm just saying looking at groups of people. Are they true for everybody? No, but they're true for a, a certain amount. And and I think that black people came out in much larger numbers than they've come out to vote in uh, in any recent election, and I suspect probably ever. And it, I can see why they would do it. I understand that, but like I said, but even if, even if, like I said, even if 100 percent of us came out and 100 percent of us voted for Proposition Eight, that 6.7 percent can't go against the 78.2 percent of white Americans 
are white Californians who voted for pro- or, or who who are eligible to vote. Right. So, so why are you putting all the onus that's on, not what on I'm, black No, that, but that's but he's he's you're not looking at the numbers properly. All the white people don't go out and vote either. Yeah. Okay. So if black people go out, um, you know, if seventy-five percent of the br- the group that we're going to call black people go out and vote, and fifty percent of the group that we're going to call white people go out and vote, then um, you're going to see a much larger representation of the will of black people in that particular election. Right, but it would still be five to one, five white yeah. guys to one black guy. Not enough to make a difference. Yeah, it's what he's saying. You put you put the onus on the black guy as uh, you know it was them that that came out and did this, and it sounded pretty racial to I'm me. I'm saying honestly. it's it's a temp, it's a tipping point issue. Okay, that there was a there's a there's a give and take that the Democratic Party, which is a much larger tent in my opinion than the Republican Party, had to deal with here. The the Democrats are going to be the ones that want to see uh, you know gays being able to get married, but at the same time they also deal with groups like uh, you know uh, I want to see gays get married and I'm ethnic not a Look, man. God, it's like talking okay, well, to a, a, a I don't even a understand what deranged. the point of, of, of this is, Mark. I mean, what what is the? It seems superfluous for you to even mention that in the first place. Your speculation about why that uh, that didn't work. It's not speculation. It's statistics. People can show these numbers. And, and I just showed them some to you. But um, before I go, let me just say, uh, Mark, uh, Ian, you always say that we are slaves of the state, and I don't believe that we are slaves of the of the state. I believe we are prostitutes of the state. And I mean, they send us out there like good little hoes to go make their money <laughs> and come back. And even think about it. Think about the, that, that poster of Uncle Sam. I want you. He's wearing a pimp hat. He's yeah. got all the pimp clothes. <laughs> That's awesome. He's a pimp. Nobody says. What are you thinking about not paying? That's a great. That's a great point. You you holding out on the pimp uh, if you uh, if you try not to pay taxes and uh, yeah no. you do what he do what he says and if he if you do if you do him good he might give you something to get high on little treat right right we are the hoes of the nice nutted hoes of the world you know that's all we are. <laughs> awesome thank you uh, really appreciate the Matthew. call tonight Matthew 800-259-9231. look Ian um you have no problem making generalizations based on people being law enforcement officers and pulling people over for driving while black right i i would say that not everybody does not just everybody does say that. yes no i don't think so okay I don't think I would do that. um you do you you have said that we we have talked about the crime driving while black now why yeah. do you think they came up with that crime because there's why some do you racist think cops out there because there's some racist cops out right. there i didn't say they you were can all make racist generalizations about groups okay and that doesn't make you a bigot it doesn't make you a racist it doesn't make you even wrong it's just a generalization okay so what, generalizations what evidence do you have always what evidence do you have that that black people are more likely to be against gay marriage it, look, th- the fact is that when you look at the group called African Americans, have you done this? Have you done yes. the study? You have look you, at the stu- have you yes, looked at the I've looked statistics? at the. Stu- I have not done the study myself. I have looked at the statistics, yeah. and yes, they tend to be socially conservative. Are we talking about voting uh, black people, or are we just talking about black people in general? I, you know, I don't know whether the poll said voting or whether it didn't. Okay, so there we, you don't know then. That's oh a fair God. answer. 800-259-9231. We continue with Blake idiot. in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Blake. Uh, Blake. Hello. How's it going, gentlemen? What's on your mind tonight, Blake? It's frustrating, man. Dealing with a madman <laughs> every single night. Well, uh, just to quickly comment on that last conversation, Mark, I can totally see how if, I mean, even if only a slight majority of the African-American population does vote more conservatively, and if a larger portion of them than usual came out to vote on an issue that is a very evenly split issue, 
it could definitely, you know, be that 1% since we live in a 51 to 49%, you know, majority system. You're a bigot, Blake. But, Go uh, on. Was the, was the vote that close on the... It was pretty darn close. Yes, it was pretty darn close on Proposition 8. I mean, it wasn't, you know... I mean, Matthew said it wouldn't have mattered if they all voted against it. He said it wouldn't. He looked, he looked well, at the numbers would, and it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't mattered. have mattered if all white people went and voted and then all black people went and voted, but that doesn't happen. Right. I thought what he was saying was I explained that to him why all... he was wrong, and then he moved on to the hoe comment. It was a good way to wrap yeah, it up, too. I didn't too. see him being know. wrong. I didn't see him being wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, that, that's not the reason I called. I actually wanted to piggyback on the uh, drug prohibition conversation. Certainly. It's one of my, my favorite issues that I try and champion everywhere that I go. Um, and I actually recently did do some statistical analysis myself, uh, regarding crime rates and possible reduction of crime that would result from the ending of prohibition. And my own analysis found that uh, it would be about 90% less crime, and talking about crimes with the victim, of course, of uh, property crimes or violent crimes. Mm-hmm. How? And How did you come up with that? to me. Now you've got 20 seconds to answer Sam's question. How did you come up with that, um, that number? It was it was based on FBI Unified Crime Reports and basically doing a backwards regression of the crime rate increase based on what was prohibited at the time. You had me at SCIU. <laughs> I go based on case studies. Anytime I ask a cop why did somebody why did so and so break into that person's house? Drugs. It's just always the answer. Thanks for the call tonight. We'll see you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Attention all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.